Erica's gonna sing the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church here in Dallas, Texas, where each week our ministry team goes through the readings uh, that are for this upcoming Sunday's Mass and takes an opportunity to reflect on those. Today we are looking at the Mass readings for the fifth Sunday of Lent, uh, March 21st of 2021. Uh, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform so that you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the readings. Our first reading from this Sunday is from the book of Jeremiah. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant of, with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers, the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt. For they broke my covenant, and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have the need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from least to greatest shall know me, says the Lord, for I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. And our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 51. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will, cheat, I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. And our second reading comes from the letter to the Hebrews. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Our gospel comes from John chapter 12. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it, and said it was thunder. But others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this, indicating the kind of death he would die. 
All right, so go ahead and pause here to take a minute to reflect either by yourself or with any of those that you may be doing this Bible study with. Think about things that might be interesting or challenging or something maybe you had never thought of before or something that stands out to you that you've heard before but never kind of called to you the way that it is right now. Uh, We've already had the chance to do that, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into our reflections, and we hope that you... uh, Join us for that as well. Man, there's so many different things that stand out to me, right? Like you, we, we say this as part of the reflection. Like whatever stands out to you, whatever you've heard that like you've probably heard before, but it's calling you now. There's so many different things in these readings that are doing that for me um, right now. I, the, the idea that God says, I took you by the hand and led you out of Egypt and then says, that didn't work, so I'm going to write this on your hearts. Is it like, it's not even just that he walked with you through this. Now it's like, no, clearly I just need to be part of every beating of your heart, just everything that, that you're doing. And then in Paul's uh, reading, the idea that Jesus became obedient from what he suffered. Um, right, and this this, I think... Thomas Aquinas reflects on this also that like this is a passage where we truly see the reflection of Jesus's divinity uh, or sorry humanity his humanity that obedience is something that we have to take on as as humans and God could have at any point in time put his own uh, ideas onto any of us and we would have to be obedient to it because he is the creator but Jesus never does that. Instead, he willingly takes on suffering and becomes obedient because of that, that suffering. Um, and then, man, there's just so much to unpack in this gospel. Um, the Greeks who come to worship during the Passover feast is something that's very uncharacteristic. And so very clearly, like, Jesus understands, oh, now is the time. Um, and the, the idea of the hour that he came for... Um, but the biggest thing for me, so I know I took all of those already to get to this. Um, some people heard thunder, and some people heard an angel speak t- to them. And Jesus says that this, this was for your sake, not for mine. But clearly, everyone who was there heard something, and either you recognized it, or you denied it. And how, how often is that the case for us in the church? We either recognize either what the church is telling us or what God is telling us, or we just deny it as an accident. It's not, that's not really what he meant by this, right? We do that all the time, and I, I don't know why. I mean, I actually, you know, we were joking about looking at the reads ahead of time. I, I realize now that I was looking at these nonstop last week knowing that this week was going to be kind of funny, how we were going to record and stuff. And as I'm looking at this now, even a week ago, that didn't stand out to me as much as right now it stands out to me. Like The people who were willing and open to hear what was happening during the, the, the week of uh, Passover and the Passover feast willingly understood that like this is the Messiah, and everybody else looked at it and were like, mm, it was just thunder. It's not really that big of a deal. I think the first thing that sticks out to me and we'll get deeper into this is you know the song that plays at mass whenever we hear this reading 
and less a grain of wheat shall fall from mm -hmm. and I'm not actually going to sing it for you, but it's the first thing that come to mind. Um, but looking into that a little deeper, you know, we know that in every death there is life. You know, the grain of wheat will die and through that will we will receive nourishment from that. Um, and it kind of makes me think of different, on a smaller scale, different deaths that we experience in our everyday lives. Like either little ways we die to ourselves or I think of like the death of relationships or like even habits or different things that we want to hold on to and even okay so like a small example is like you have a relationship that you're really invested in and things don't work out and it's so heartbreaking but at the same time like you don't want to it's so hard and you don't see the nourishment that that can come from the death of that situation or um you know anything similar to that or the death of certain things that will ultimately like enrich our spiritual lives um and so it makes me think of how hard those things can be and how much we don't want to look past the pain and the suffering that we're dealing with in certain moments but then you know i also think too okay what are we as christians what are we working towards our entire lives anyways you know we're working towards but working towards getting towards death so that we can move into eternal life in heaven with christ you know we our the whole point of what we're doing is to go beyond that pain and suffering but so often in just the everyday we get stuck in the suffering and we act like there is nothing past that um so it just kind of helps me to see like big picture wise like to not get so stuck in the difficulties and the little deaths every day that we might deal with and kind of put them into perspective of what we're actually like the entire goal and purpose of our lives as catholics there's you know like I said there's a couple of things going on here that I uh, there's more than I could really talk about. One thing that I think is super cool, um, which I'm going to it can get kind of complex and intellectual and all that, but I'm going to try and summarize it as best I can. Is the the way that all the readings for Lent work, at least in cycle B, um, is they go through all of not all, but they they mark the path of the covenants from creation to the new covenant um, in which uh, someone once explained to me is like the key to understanding the Bible and it was it's always been a helpful thing for me looking at it of like the Bible is the story of salvation is about God creating larger and larger covenants uh, with with an expanding group of people uh, making these promises and uh, a covenant is not just a contract it's really a contract that, that forms a family it's more like um, uh, like a like a wedding or like adoption, I, I don't know. Um, and so it's that kind of thing. And so we had the last couple of weeks. I think we skipped David, but we had the first. We had like Adam, Noah, and Abraham, and Moses. And with each of these people, God is creating a new covenant um, that builds upon the previous things. Um, and then He also does one with David. I don't think we actually read through that, although it might have come up at some point. And then we have Jesus in the new covenant, in which that's what Jeremiah is talking about here in the first reading. And I just think it's so cool as just a reminder during Lent that, um, you know, God, this has been a long time coming. Uh, God's been, you know, very patiently, carefully uh, crafting our salvation from the very beginning. Uh, and what the prophets saw and what, you know, is still to come, it's, you know, it's still an ongoing process, but it, 
we have the chance to, to be a part of that and to actually receive the promises that he makes in that covenant. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that's the, one of the last steps of the, of the covenant with Jesus is that it expands from just one holy kingdom of Israel to now the whole world. Um, and that's the people that God is gathering, which is why I think it's so cool that um, one of these signals to Jesus, if you will, or at least it seems that way, the way they wrote it um, in the gospel, uh, one of these signals to him that it's time for him to undergo the passion and to be glorified in this way is that some Greeks come to worship at the Passover. And that's not the first time in the gospels that um, you know a Gentile has come uh, and approached him. But I just think it's cool that uh, it's pointing to the family that is about to grow uh, in this way. Another thing, just the second thing that I think is super cool is um, in the gospel, I like the, it's kind of along the lines of what Erica said, of just um, Jesus is, again, he's wrestling with the, the, the pressure of knowing what he's about to go through. Um, and yet he knows that if he, you know, because of who he is and because of how much he trusts God the Father, he's, he's going to do it. Um, and I like the, um, the, the example he gives is that, I guess you, you just said it again, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it, die, but if it dies, it produces much fruit. Um, just, I, I know you already talked about it quite a bit, but I just think that that's such an important um, thing to think about, think about the risks that we um, take on a daily basis or just the, the moments when God approaches us in our life. You know, how, how much are we willing to give our life to him um, and lose it in that sense uh, if we can trust that he's going to give it back to us a hundredfold. Um, and I just think it's a really important thing to meditate on, especially as we you know, um, approach the end of Lent and we approach Easter. Um, just what is it in your life that you can allow, you can give over to God and give away uh, and allow him to um, be in charge of and to be the, the king in your life and of those things in your life. All right, well, thanks for joining us, everybody, for our Sunday scripture uh, today. Be sure to join us again next week for uh, Palm Sunday uh, as we, we really uh, ramp up the push to Easter. And maybe we'll even have some, some bonus episodes in there for you during Holy Week um, to reflect on. So see you again next time, guys.